Hello, and welcome to Embracing Abundance. I'm your host, Peyton Clark, and I truly believe that each one of us, especially you, holds the potential for abundant living. Together, we'll dive into physical health, nutrition, mental wellness, spiritual growth, and financial wisdom. I'm devoted to unpacking the knowledge behind these areas, giving you tangible takeaways for everyday life. Each episode draws you closer to understanding how to live a life full of abundance. So whether you're sipping on your morning coffee, on a long drive, or winding down for the day, let's journey towards unlocking your fullest potential. Have you ever felt overwhelmed by the world of nutrition where you're staring at your plate, feeling unsure about how that food really works for you? Or maybe you've wasted hours online searching up information only to end up more confused by all of the conflicting nutrition advice that's out there. So this episode is here to help you cut through that noise. And we're going to go beyond the typical chatter about calories and carbs. And we're actually going to be tackling the deeper stuff that can truly make a difference in how you feel every day. So if you want clarity, want to feel more in control, and really get what's happening every time you take a bite, then this episode is for you. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Embracing Abundance. I'm so glad that you're here with me, and I'm super excited for this episode. And I just want to start today's episode by asking you to quickly take a moment to reflect on your own nutritional beliefs. I want you to challenge some of the beliefs that you do have currently. Ask yourself, what do I believe to be true about nutrition and why? How did I come to those beliefs about food and health and nutrition? How do my beliefs about nutrition influence my daily food choices? Are there any nutritional beliefs that I hold that I've never actually questioned and I've just kind of followed along with? And why haven't I questioned that? And then lastly, how have societal standards or cultural practices influenced my beliefs about what's quote healthy? So pause if you need to before moving on with the episode, but I really want you to be aware of what beliefs you have about food and why you have those beliefs. And then as you listen today, See if these beliefs are either reinforced or if you're introduced to a new perspective that you can start to take on and evaluate and analyze for your life. All right, now that you hopefully have those beliefs in your head, let's kick off our journey by understanding the foundation of our daily nutrition. Now, I know when we throw around terms like macronutrients, it can sound a bit scientific, um, maybe even a little bit intimidating, but bear with me a little bit as we break it down into its simplest form. So every meal that you consume, whether it's you know a bowl of pasta, your morning smoothie, or grilled chicken, it's all largely made up of three key components and that's going to be carbohydrates proteins and fats and collectively that is macronutrients that's what makes up macros when it comes to carbohydrates it's not just about bread or pasta carbohydrates are our body's primary energy source so every activity from your intense workout sessions to simply just thinking or even breathing relies on the energy provided by carbs for overall health carbs support our vital functions like the health of our gut and waste elimination from a fitness perspective they help fuel our workouts allowing us to push harder and last longer and mentally they're very essential as well because our brain predominantly uses the glucose from carbs. Um, And if you've ever felt foggy headed or lethargic when you skip carbs, 
that's because your brain is missing its primary fuel. So every aspect of our body needs carbs. We rely on carbs. And I know that a lot of people can get wrapped up in the carbs are bad, carbs make you fat, let me just give up bread, pasta, all of that. It's just simply not true. And we're going to dive in a little bit about why that's not true, but just know carbs are not bad. They're not the enemy. It's what keeps us going. It's what gives us energy. Next, we have proteins. So I want you to think of them as the building blocks. They repair tissues, they support muscle growth, and they're crucial in making enzymes and hormones. And if you're pursuing a fitness routine, protein aids in muscle recovery post-workout and ensures that you do build lean muscle mass. And from an overall health standpoint, they're also essential for skin, bone, and hair health. And mentally, these amino acids, which are the the building blocks of proteins, they play a part in mood regulation and can really just influence neurotransmitter function, which just affects our mood and cognitive clarity on a daily basis. Now, last but certainly not least are going to be the fats. Now, fats often get a bad rep because people equate fat on your body to fats um, as a macronutrient, but really they're so important because they support cell growth, they give us energy, and they protect our organs. And omega-3s, which is a type of fat, play a big role in brain health, and they can even help us manage mood disorders. And from a fitness perspective, fats provide sustained energy, especially during longer endurance-based activities. So as you can see, all of these three different macronutrients play a different role within our bodies and they're all important. You can't really go without any macronutrient group. So if you try and cut out carbs, if you try and cut out fats, it's just not very realistic. Our body needs all three of these to perform and function properly. In a study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association that spanned over 20 years, researchers tracked the dietary habits of over 70,000 adults, and they found that those who adhered to a diet high in whole grains, fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, and healthy fats had a 20% lower risk of dying from any cause compared to those who did not follow such a diet. Additionally, the individuals with a well-rounded macro and micronutrient intake were 15% less likely to develop heart disease, 27% less likely to die from heart-related issues, and reported 33% fewer instances of mental health problems. And then when looking at fitness outcomes, those on a balanced diet exhibited 25% greater endurance in cardiovascular exercises and 18% more strength and resistance-based activities compared to those with inconsistent dietary patterns. And I have a few more data points that I want to share with you because I really want you to understand how essential it is to apply proper nutrition habits and to really understand nutrition. And it just shouldn't be, it shouldn't be just a recommendation. This is essential for our life. A 2017 meta-analysis of observational studies published in Molecular Psychiatry found that a diet high in fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and high-quality meats was associated with a reduced risk of depression. And then conversely, Diets high in processed foods and sugars increase the risk of depression. My last data point for you, my last study for you for this topic is the economic impact. And according to a 2016 study published in the Journal of the American Heart Association, it was estimated that poor diet 
could cost the U.S. up to $210 billion per year in medical expenses and lost productivity. So understanding and implying sound nutrition principles could lead to significant economic savings as well. It doesn't just impact your body. I mean, it's also costing the U.S. and Americans so much money on a yearly basis. So I'm honestly hoping that some of those data points were shocking for you because they were definitely shocking for me and really just shocking enough to realize how important this is and feel motivated to make a change. So with the foundation of macronutrients laid, our next steps is to dive into micronutrients, which are often overlooked in my opinion. While you can technically hit your macronutrient targets eating foods low in nutritional density, like fast food, sugary treats, or processed, quote, healthy foods, it won't really leave you feeling your best. And you may have experienced that before, you may not have, but this is really where micronutrients come into play. And in this podcast episode, I can't go into every single micronutrient because that would just take forever and it's just not really plausible. So let's just cover a few key micronutrients that you should be aware of. And I'm just going to kind of list them off, give you a quick summary, and then we'll dive into what this means. Vitamin C is crucial for collagen synthesis, antioxidant properties, and immune function. And it's found in citrus fruits, strawberries, bell peppers, and broccoli. Vitamin D supports bone health by helping the body absorb calcium and plays a role in immune function. And sunlight is a primary source, but it's also found in fatty fish, fortified foods, and egg yolks. Vitamin E acts as an antioxidant and it supports skin health and it's commonly found in nuts, seeds, and vegetable oils. Vitamin K is important for blood clotting and bone health and these are found in, or this is found in green leafy vegetables like kale and spinach. Magnesium supports your muscle and nerve function, bone health, and energy production and it's found in foods like almonds, spinach, and avocados. Zinc supports the immune system, wound healing, and protein synthesis, and it's found in meats, dairy products, nuts, and beans. Potassium is vital for muscle contractions, nerve impulses, and fluid balance, and it's found in bananas, oranges, cantaloupes, and sweet potatoes. Obviously, there's a lot more micronutrients, but I just wanted to touch on a few. And I know it can feel a bit overwhelming to think about all of these micronutrients and to try and make sure that you're ha you have every single one of these in your diet, but... If you're focusing on consuming a diverse whole foods based diet, then you're most likely going to cover a lot of these bases without even realizing it. So instead of stressing about hitting each and every single one, just try and aim to enjoy a colorful plate of vegetables, fruits, whole grains, lean proteins, and healthy fats. So all of this to say about micronutrients, you might eat enough protein, carbs, and fats, and yet you're still feeling sluggish or crappy because of the food that you're eating. And that's because the harmony of macro and micronutrients is the key. We want a good balance of micronutrients, making sure that we're getting all of all of the, the small nutrients and vitamins that we need, but we're also hitting the macronutrients so that we're getting the amount that we need as well, and we're getting the benefits from the macros. So a diet rich in both micronutrients and macronutrients ensures that you're not just full, but you're fueled. And when we lean into micronutrients, which a lot of people don't really focus on, we naturally gravitate towards whole foods. And this is just foods that are closer to their natural state. So they're free from excessive processing, 
dressing and additives. And this not only boosts our energy levels, but it also regulates our hormones and fortifies gut health. Dr. Mark Hyman summarized this very well, and he said that food is not just calories, it's information. It talks to your DNA and it tells it what to do. And the most powerful tool to change your health, environment, and entire world is your fork. Now let's cover a few steps on how to ensure that your diet is rich in both macro and micronutrients using our balanced eating blueprint that has helped dozens of our clients understand what is needed for their bodies so that they can reach their fitness goals and truly feel fueled and happy on a daily basis. So the first step is going to be prioritize whole foods. You want to start with a base of whole foods such as fruits, vegetables, whole grains, lean proteins, and healthy fats. And these foods will provide the bulk of the essential micronutrients and macronutrients that fuel our body. Number two, you want to listen to your body. Hunger cues, energy levels, and even moods can be indicators of your nutritional balance. And if you're feeling low energy or unusually irritable, it might be time to check if you're meeting your nutritional needs, if we need to make any swaps or switches in what you're eating or how much you're eating. And number three is diversify your diet. You want to have a range of foods to cover the spectrum of micronutrients. And one thing to remember that makes it a lot easier is the more colors on your plate throughout the day, the broader the range of nutrients you're getting. So maybe aim to have a full rainbow every single day. Number four, you want to find a sustainable balance. And while whole foods are obviously very beneficial, they're essential for your health, it's okay to enjoy treats or processed foods occasionally um, because the key is moderation, not deprivation. And, you know, one meal or snack won't make or break your health. It's the overall pattern of your diet that matters. And if you start to just think that you can cut out all processed foods, all of the foods that you love, sometimes, you know, it depends on the person, but it gets really hard to just cut everything out cold turkey. This restriction of something and telling yourself that you can't have something, more often than not, it makes you want it even more. And when you do finally have it, let's say you're going to a birthday party or something, you just start to binge on it and then you get stuck in a cycle. So if you allow yourself moderation from the start, this will actually avoid this pretty much altogether. Number five, stay hydrated because water plays a role in virtually every single function in our body. And how much you're drinking really just depends on the person. I always like to say minimum half gallon. Try and make your your way up to a gallon if that's feasible, but really just listen to your body thirst cues, and the color of your urine can be good indicators of how hydrated you are. Number six is to be mindful, not judgmental. Mindful eating involves being present during your meals, savoring flavors, and recognizing when you're actually full. It doesn't involve guilt or judgment around food choices. And number seven, seek guidance when needed. If you're unsure about how much you should be eating, what you should be eating, how to balance a plate, all the habits and mindset shifts that go around nutrition, seeking a coach and finding someone that will guide you through that is so important. And it'll take off all the unnecessary stress that you're putting yourself under and it will help eliminate information overload, which will just make your life 10 times easier. And number eight, you want to enjoy the journey. And just remember that yes, food is fuel, but it's also a source of joy cultural expression and bonding. So you want to cherish the the meals that you love, the memories that they evoke, and the people that you share them with guilt-free. 
Like I've mentioned throughout this whole episode, the food that we consume does more than just fuel our physical body, and what we eat has a profound impact on our brain and our mental well-being. So let's explore the gut-brain connection and uncover how our dietary choices influence our thoughts, emotions, and our overall mental health. So you may be surprised to know that our gut is often referred to as the second brain because it's home to millions of neurons and produces key neurotransmitters like serotonin, which is crucial for mood regulation. Serotonin is often termed the feel-good neurotransmitter or the happy hormone, and it is pivotal in regulating our mood, our sleep, our appetite, and even our cognitive functions like memory and learning. And a deficiency in serotonin is linked with a whole bunch of different mood disorders, particularly depression. And here's the really interesting part. About 90% of the body's serotonin is produced in the gut. Just think about that for a second. So how happy or how sad we are primarily comes from our gut and the foods that we eat. And to boost our body's production of serotonin, we need to focus on foods like turkey, eggs, cheese, nuts, and salmon, for example. And then when we pair these with wholesome carbs, things like sweet potatoes or quinoa, it's like giving a supercharge to these mood boosting benefits. We really want to focus on dialing in on the food that makes our gut happy. A study that I found super interesting was by researchers at UCLA who wanted to see if there's a link between the bacteria in our guts and our brain activity, particularly in regions that handle emotions and feelings. And to test this, they had a group of women consume a drink with specific probiotics or the good bacteria regularly, while another group didn't consume that drink. After some time, they checked the brain activity of these women using advanced imaging techniques, and the women who had the probiotics showed changes in the parts of the brains that handle emotions compared to the ones who didn't have these probiotics. What they learned was that the bacteria in your gut and the foods you eat can actually talk to your brain. And this conversation between the gut and the brain can influence how you feel on a daily basis. By taking care of your gut health, you might be giving your brain a better chance at feeling good. So for those days when you're feeling a little bit off or feeling a little sad, it might not just be in your head, it could start in your gut. So we know how to elevate our mood by boosting serotonin levels with the food that we put into our body, But how does our gut and brain actually work together? Imagine your gut and your brain as two best friends who are constantly chatting with each other. Your gut, which is full of billions of bacteria, often sends messages up to your brain about how it's feeling. So when you eat something good, the gut tells the brain, hey, that was nice, I'm happy, let's keep doing that. And on the other side of that, when something irritates the gut, it communicates that discomfort to the brain. And this works the other way around too. The brain talks back to the gut. So if you're stressed or you're anxious, your brain can send signals down to your gut that might cause that, you know, all too familiar butterflies in your stomach feeling. They're in a continuous dialogue influencing each other. And this back and forth communication means that what you eat affects how you feel emotionally and your emotional state can impact your digestive health. It's just a powerful reminder that our bodies and our minds are deeply interconnected. So to ensure positive communication between the two, we need to once again understand the power of what we eat and refer back to the balanced eating blueprint. After our episode today, I hope it's clear that nutrition is more than just calories. It affects your physical health, how you perform, your body composition. It affects your mental health, how happy you are or how well your brain functions. And it affects your overall health, helping prevent illnesses and chronic diseases. There was so much more to food than how a lot of us perceive it. And I hope I was able to help you 
realized that today. I know navigating nutrition is super overwhelming and can be a hassle, especially with everything else that we have going on in our life. So if you're ready for guidance on what works for you, your body, your goals, and your lifestyle, come coach with me in our program, our 90-day Lean Forever Method, where we will really just teach you all of that and take all of the stress out of it, all of the information overload out of this process. Click the link below to inquire about what that looks like for you, and I hope to hear from you. Thank you for joining me today on Embracing Abundance. It's been a joy sharing this space and journey with you. And if today's episode resonated with you, I'd be so grateful if you could take a moment to leave a review, share it on social media, or with someone you think would benefit from it. For more insights, daily inspiration, and just more about my life, connect with me over on Instagram at Trainer Payton. Stay inspired, stay abundant, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.